This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunatal back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you live from the TGT Stadium. Thank you for taking your seats and joining us every morning at 8 a.m. UK time in uh, what is going to hopefully be uh, a very, very positive season after Arsenal, of course, have managed to get back to back victories in their first two opening games against two tricky sides away from home against Crystal Palace and in Saturday's game against Leicester City. Uh, and who knows? There's more to come from this Arsenal team because I don't think Arsenal are done in the market and we don't know what the capabilities of our brand new son in Fabio Vieira are just quite yet. So make sure you strap in and get ready because it's going to be an exciting one. Fingers crossed. Good morning, everybody joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Paul, good morning to you, to Matt G, to Brad, Jose and Olu and Anthony. Good morning, guys. Paul, Canoe, Dave, Kaiser, Peter, Don Dada. Uh, good morning, uh, Ife and Steve and PJ. Good morning, guys. Lee, Blackshine. We've got Temi and Sam. Uh, we've got King and Carl and Jake. Uh, lots of usual suspects in the building. Fantastic to see. I have left a poll in the chat box as well if you want to have a go at voting on that. After you have voted on that poll, you then just shift your finger over ever so slightly and click the like button. That's, that's how it works. But thank you so much for continuing to support the channel. But speaking of supporting the channel, the Gabriel Jesus Prize sold out so fast. The football prizes have had to throw up another one. Oh, it's just a shame, isn't it? I've had to throw up another prize. Signed Martin Odegaard shirt. Uh, there is, just from checking on the website, well, there's just less than 35, 34 tickets still remaining of the Martin Odegaard prize. Link in the description, £2.95 per ticket, uh, 99 tickets sold. You've got a great chance of winning, of course. And uh, now that we're back and supported by football prizes, it's always great when some of our listeners win these because we've had Jared and Dan and I think Joe may have won one as well. But we've had a fair few of our members in the Discord server won uh, plenty of prizes when we did this before. So fingers crossed. I want to hear that you guys have won some as well. The Jesus signed shirt sold out. Now Martin Odegaard's signed shirt is up and ready. That runs out on Tuesday tomorrow at 7.30. So make sure that you get your ticket before that finishes. Without further ado, though, let's go through today's stories. But first, I need to go and subscribe to the Arsenal way. Uh, on our way now to 27 subs. I need to change this picture. Uh, shooting up that channel really is uh, accelerating at quite a rate of knots. Now, Chelsea drew 2-2 with Tottenham in yesterday's big Premier League game on Sunday. It was a frenetic match in which both Thomas Tuchel and Antonio Conte squared up to one another. Uh, and uh, look, it's obviously I wanted Spurs to lose. That is the default setting of any Arsenal fan that obviously that, that Spurs lose. 
But a draw is a very good result for us. A very good result. Both Chelsea and Spurs dropping points, as well as Manchester. <laughs> so I'll try that again. As well as Manchester. No, <laughs> I can't. I, I can't even say. I can't even say their name without bursting into a fit of laughter. Just because of this, really. Like the Premier League table is just showing Manchester United bottom of the league. Um unbelievable scenes but yeah i can see a lot of you refereeing decisions were absolutely disgraceful uh too cool i can absolutely understand how paraplectic is that the word paraplectic i think so um yeah look how you can pull someone's hair how you can clearly foul kaya havertz how you can stand in an offside position blocking the sight of the goalkeeper and none of that make a difference but do you know why it's because it's Tottenham, and that's how it works in this game. It's like a little gift. Every every week is Christmas Day for Tottenham. Little gift wrap presents of fortune and stupid decision making. That that is, if you're a Tottenham fan, how you've managed to not win a title or a trophy in so long is frankly a joke. You go into every game with the officials, with the media, all on your sides. Uh, you know. Unbelievable. Apoplectic. Apoplectic, apparently, Matt. That's the right word. <laughs> what a funny word. <laughs> so many P's, but I like it and I'm going to use it. Anyway, uh, unfortunately, a little bit of bad news is Jack Wilshire's under 18 side lost their opening game of the season against Chelsea. I would say I believe the goalkeeper did get injured during that match. Hopefully, Wilshire can see his side turn things around swiftly. Chelsea do have a very good academy, as we know, and will be one of the favourites for that league. But uh, Arsenal hopefully will turn things around very soon. They are without a number of key players that obviously took the jump up to the under-21s. Uh, Nuno Tavares scored again, who now has the same number of goals, and this is not a made-up statistic, as Lionel Messi in Liga, scoring on his first two opening league games for Marseille. He scored in a 1-1 draw yesterday. Uh, really decent goal, actually, from the left-hand side, playing it across the goalkeeper. A good finish. Playing in that left wing-back role is seemingly a very good option for him. It does make me think if we're going to start using kind of this wing-back system with, you know, White and Gabriel and Saliba, if there is a role for Tavares in a left wing-back role uh, at Arsenal. If not, you know, all he's doing is raising his value. And if he keeps this kind of form up, he's going to be a very sought-after man come the end of the season. Speaking of Loney scoring goals, because it's been goals, goals and more goals this weekend. But following Balogun scored again, getting his second goal in two games. Of course, he scored against Nuno Tavares' Marseille. Uh, but he scored a penalty uh, in their last fixture as well. Was a little bit fortunate the keeper didn't manage to get all his uh, fingers and toes onto the end of the ball. But uh, he did manage to force in the penalty in the end. And it was uh, it was very, very uh, good to see him getting on the score sheet once again. Now, Hector Bellerin, of course, as we told you, has been linked with a move to Barca. However, that is not supposedly happening, despite his representatives offering him to the Catalonian club. Uh, he is not going to be moving there and continue talks with Betis and Arsenal about trying to negotiate a cancelling of his contract. Whether or not that happens, we'll have to wait and see. I kind of do feel as though it will happen eventually. Uh, Arsenal still holding out hope of getting a fee for Hector Bellerin this summer. Now, Runison is very close. It's said to be on his move to Turkey. Al Anya Spor, I believe, of the team uh, that he is being courted by. Uh, it was rumoured it could be a permanent move. I spoke to my colleague uh, and very well-connected Kai Karnak the other day, and he said that it wasn't yet assured whether or not it was a loan or a permanent. Hopefully, we'll be finding out very soon if indeed that is the case. But he looks 
on his way out of the club, at least for this season. Could even be more. We'll wait and see. Now, Hussein Awar's Arsenal saga is coming close to an end. He is set to join Nottingham Forest. Very close, according to Damazio. So you will see Awar at the Emirates this season. However, it will not be in the red and white of Arsenal, but instead Nottingham Forest will be the sides that he turns up for. What I have to say is what a 50 million euro bullet we managed to dodge, I think, with Hussein Awar. Imagine two years ago, 50 million euros this guy was being talked about as a potential uh, target for Arsenal. Now, yeah, going for Nottingham Forest for just over £10 million. So crazy differences. Now, Edu was spotted boarding a plane to uh, Spain, specifically Valencia, which is the city very, very close to where Villarreal play their football. And of course, that sparked plenty of rumour and discussion about why he would be travelling to Valencia with Arsenal being linked heavily to Jeremy Pino of Villarreal. Uh, people have theorised this is the reason. What I would say is just to take this with a little bit of a pinch of salt, as far as we're aware, his family are on holiday in Valencia, and potentially that's one of the reasons as to why he's going out there again. People have to remember that he can do his job in terms of transfers anywhere in the world. It's a very easy job to do in terms of its mobility. It's not an easy job in terms of its content, but in terms of where you can do that job, it's very simple to jump on a plane and go somewhere else and continue to work on transfers. So, uh, yeah, I think he also visited Lauren, uh, I believe, uh, Arsenal's for, uh, former right-back uh, in the Invincibles team too. So, yeah, intriguing what's going to happen with this. Uh, but Ryanair did tweet saying, did he want a Pino on the way back? Uh, very, very funny. Very funny indeed. Anyway, our headline story of the day, as reported by The Express, is that Arsenal and Manchester United are both interested in wrapping up a deal for Moises Caicedo, the Brighton midfielder, before the end of the window. 20-year-old Ecuadorian international had a fantastic game at Old Trafford in Brighton's 2-1 win against Manchester United and has, you know, continued to play strongly. He joined Brighton for around £4.5 million from, I want to say, was it Independiente? A team, I think it was Independiente, and has been very, very solid since coming into the Premier League. Brighton have not missed not having Eve Basuma uh, whatsoever. And Caicedo has been a big, big reason for that. I tweeted this story out yesterday and referencing the Express within the piece. Some people thought it was me reporting this story. It wasn't. I was reporting the story that was reported by the Express. But uh, he uh, he got a lot of people very excited. So clearly he is uh, a player that people like. Uh, the problem with this is if Arsenal go in for Caicedo, you can imagine that, that Brighton would be asking for a very, very, very big fee, even though he was signed for just 4.5 million a year ago. When you consider how much Basuma went for, which was 25 million, which is a price that will rise to around 35 million pounds. Kukurea going for 52 million, Ben White going for 50 million. Caicedo's price you would absolutely expect to be huge but he is a quality midfielder and I would be very very interested in seeing him join Arsenal in the near future so who knows we'll keep you updated as to how this one goes and that completes all of the stories from this morning which means we're going to jump into the chat box and tackle some of your questions so without further ado let's jump in and see what you guys have got to say after this very short break. Oh, 
Okay, so as I said before, of course, uh, our football prizes competition for this week up until Tuesday when there'll be a new prize released in the evening. And of course, we'll be covering that on Wednesday as a signed Martin Odegaard shirt, as I said at the start of the show. Link in the description, as always. There is currently around 34 tickets left to go. In fact, there's 33 because some very, very lucky person maybe has already bought one whilst we're on the stream. So uh, 33 tickets left, a third of tickets remaining. Make sure you don't miss out. Anyway, let's go and tackle some of your questions in the chat box. Uh, Rich Carney says, Tom, we still need a tall striker. How about Zerkzy? Uh, is Zerkzy of a level that you would say, yeah, he absolutely gets in, a, in front of Eddie and Ketia into the team? I'm not so sure. And people might call me mad for that because I know Zerkzy is a very highly rated young player, but I'm just not sure that he is. In terms of a different type of striker, I get where you're coming from. But do we need to play that way? Do we need to be a team that just lumps balls into the box? I don't think that's the way we're playing anymore. So I'm not necessarily sure that a tall striker is the answer to Arsenal's problems for the forthcoming season. Uh, Michael says, can this Romero guy get a suspension? I don't think so. I don't think it's even possible for him to be suspended. There's like a law, an unwritten law at this stage. Can't be sent off, can't be suspended, no matter what he does. Um Majis is a good question. Will Eric Ten Hag get 10 more games? If United are sensible, then yes, they will stick with him. They will stick through this kind of period. And because look, it's not Ten Hag. I know that Ten Hag, and I'm very critical of what he's, or rather what he's not done so far, but that United side need time to be overhauled. And if you're going to start sacking coaches after 10 games because you've not barely won any, I don't know. The only time I think you'd ever have to sack him if he was close to actually getting relegated. And right now, that is a possibility. <laughs> I was looking on 538's algorithms and they actually have them down as having a 6% chance, 8% chance, I think it was, of being relegated, which is quite crazy. Um, I think they have a higher chance of being relegated than getting top four. Uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I think that's genuinely something there's a chance of happening. So there you go. Uh, Matt says, is there any chance that we sign a striker of a different profile? Jesus and Eddie are very similar. I doubt it. I think the most likely thing is we sign a wide forward who can play as a centre forward as well. But I don't know about stylistically whether or not they would be all that different. Uh, Ayush says, Tom, if hypothetically United go under and their top players leave, then who would you sign from their squad? Good question. I like Malassia, but we have quite a few left backs. Um, uh, I, I, look, I like Lissandra Martinez, but he'd be very expensive. And I think now we're sorted again at left back. We're kind of sorted. Uh, Ahmad Diallo? The young guy that's that's on loan, I think. Yeah, he was meant to be very, very highly rated. Maybe he's someone that I'd be interested, but that's about it. Now I wouldn't sign Bruno Fernandes because I hate him. <laughs> I despise that guy. I used to really like him when he was at sporting. Can't stand that guy. I don't care how good he is. No, 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 no. Just just not for me. So yeah, maybe I'm Ad Diallo is the only one I would go for. Uh let's go to Dave, who says with uh Alexander Zinchenko inverting freeing up Xhaka to get out of the flanks and also making late runs into the box. Wouldn't upgrade be a Paqueta rather than a Tielemans? Good question, Dave. Um, I was asked about this yesterday and I said that we have Fabio Vieira, we have Smithrow, we have Odegaard and we have Xhaka, of course, who's playing that role quite nicely. If Partey gets injured, we have a lot of players there. Elneny, Lukonga, um, of course. But the thing is, that just the, the gap between Partey and those players is so significant. That's why I'm quite interested in Caicedo coming in. It's because I think I'd rather see us go and bring investment to the number six role than I would the number advanced eight role. 
because of the players we have in Fabio Vieira, who I think could probably play there in Odegaard, who we've already got there. Jack is doing a good job. And of course, um, Smith Rowe could only play there. And Sambi Lukonga has been playing in an advanced position in midfield in preseason and did really well, scored goals, got assists. So I, I don't know necessarily whether or not the Paqueta type player or the Tillemans type player should actually be our priority in the middle this summer. Uh, Jelly Pig says, morning, Tom. Not a question, but just wanted to say thank you for the coverage. Uh, Jelly Pig has been loving the work you've been doing. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You probably have my favorite uh, avatar image uh, in our chat box because it, it's just like Ron Seal, which is a company here in the UK that does grouting. Yes, I'm actually going down this route as an analogy, but their motto is it does exactly what it says on the tin. And that's what yours does. Uh, let's go to Don, who says Pino is not different from Nelson. They play the same style of football. Arsenal should go for Diaby. Uh, he will bring more threats. Interesting, um, because, I mean, Pino has a greater XG than Diaby. He, Diaby outperformed his XG quite significantly, and there's an expectation that that gold level will drop this season. So I wouldn't necessarily say that Pino is the uh, same to Nelson. I think they're very different players. And I think that in terms of what Pino could bring in the future... He's, I think he's a malleable player that would be able to kind of be transitioned into a midfielder should we need them. And then we would still be able to invest in a wide player should we want to. I would go for Pino because if you if it was a choice between going for Pino for 34 million quid or Diaby for 60 million quid and say getting Diaby affected as getting another midfielder, I'd probably go for Pino of the two. I think that he's an incredibly talented player. Incredibly talented. Uh, Dave says, agree that Spurs' window has been vastly overrated. Nobody that scares me at all. I tell you, they were very lucky to come out with 2-2. Two, two. I tell you, they're not, not only were they lucky to get the, the obviously the decisions that they got, but the performance was really poor. You know, they didn't perform well. If Arsenal came out of Chelsea of a 2-2 draw, you'd be going, yeah, great. But that wouldn't encourage me going into the next game. You know, we went to Stamford Bridge and obviously... Um, battered him last year, but it's four two, I think it was. But I, I just that performance would not encourage me. Chelsea, meanwhile, that performance did encourage them. You know, they are more of a concern. I think people maybe give them credit for. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, do you think that Tillemans has not been signed by Arteta and he's looking at somewhere else? I think the club has always been looking at potential other targets. Lynn, uh, they know they can get Tillemans if they want him. I just think that the, the scope is there to look for a potential other player. And I'm not sure whether a Tillemans is is genuinely like if we're that desperate in terms of needing Tillemans. I don't think we are in desperate need of Tillemans. I think that we're in desperate need of potentially a, a Partey competitor rather than... Who, by the way, was probably one of the weaker performers, you know, at the weekend too. His passing was quite off. I think he ended the game on something like 73% pass accuracy. So, you know, we need we do need someone to compete with Partey, I think, in that midfield role. Uh, MRK says, uh, if Artsukul and Conte banned for three matches, no, it would just be the one, I think. Just the one game. Uh, that's usually what it is. You know, if you get sent off for kind of dissent and stuff like that, it's not serious foul play. So it's usually one game. I mean, imagine a manager getting sent off for serious foul play, just like Conte, just two foots Tuchel while he's running off celebrating. That'd be great. I'd love that. Uh, Mo says, morning, Tom. This weekend's games brought joy for Arsenal fans in many aspects. I still like the look of Tony, who again played well and is the type of plan B attack we could use. Again, I agree with you. I would be open to seeing a player of Tony's kind of ilk. Maybe not Tony himself. I have some questions about him as a player from a personal perspective. But I understand where you're coming from. But again, there's just that feeling inside me that goes, I don't think we're going to play to the strengths of a tall striker. I don't think that's the way that we want to play. 
So what benefit would we really get besides having someone to come in the last five minutes of games? Are you really going to spend 40 million quid on a Tony level player to do that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, let's scroll down a bit more because I've just seen that we're going through the questions about United players. I've realised how many questions I've probably missed. Uh, Omar says, uh, we still are in the transfer market. Wow, it seems like a long time since we did so much business. Yeah, we did a lot of business early on. We've not done a lot of business since. I expect Arsenal might do a few things, a couple of things, max, before the window closes. Uh, Dan says, hi, Tom. Have you realised Ramsdale still needs work on blocking his nib? Have I realised? <laughs> See, Dan, whilst I appreciate some of your comments, honestly, the, the, <laughs> the manner in which you leave them really does leave to be wanting. Uh, he conceded goals both for club and country in his near post. He needs to be more composed. It's an area of his game that he needs to work on. That's for sure. Uh, a bit like your delivery. Uh, Roy says, a small anecdotal fact. The top players in EPL in terms of non-penalty goal contribution per 90s are Henri Aguero followed by Jesus at number three. Woof. If you ever needed a greater stat. Uh, Guna Jake says, Tom, with Forrest winning yesterday, should we be wary of these new newly promoted teams? Uh, with home ground advantage? Yes. We are going to, of course, play Bournemouth on Saturday. We need to be wary of that home advantage. They beat Aston Villa at home. They got battered by Man City away from home. Arsenal just need to play their game. Uh, we've not had the best of times playing at the Vitality Stadium at all. We don't have a good record there. So, fingers crossed, we can get a much better result than we used to in the past. Uh, Dave says, why are people underrating Pino? He's been playing regular football for two seasons at only 19 years of age. Not all 19-year-olds are equally experienced. He immediately upgrades on Pepe in my opinion. It's because he's young. You know, he's, he's a young 19-year-old player. And people think that if you look at that and you look at his goal record compared to, say, someone like Musa Diaby, who's 23, it makes more sense to go for Musa Diaby. Now, I think Musa Diaby's a good player. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not underrating Pino. He's a very, 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 very talented player and one I'd be welcoming into Arsenal. Uh, Yomi says, Tom, with Xhaka and Jesus appointed as deputy captains to uh, Martin Odegaard, do you see Xhaka being benched if we bring someone in? Um, that's an interesting connection between those questions. Do I see Xhaka being benched because he's one of the captains? Look, in my view, I think he is the captain. I think Xhaka is the unofficial captain of Arsenal. He doesn't care for the armbands. He said that, you know, um, said that he doesn't believe in the armband. He doesn't need it. I think he is the unofficial Arsenal captain. Will he be dropped? It's going to take a hell of a signing to drop Xhaka. A hell of a signing to drop Xhaka. So, and that's a credit to him. Uh, a credit to the player himself, if that's if that's what it takes, because he's done very, very well indeed. Uh, Ugang says, I'm not saying we are weak squad-wise, but with Europa, World Cup, and our injury record with certain players, we need the talent and attack and another to compete with Thomas Partey. I agree. I would like to hope that we bring in a couple more players between now and the end of the window. Uh, Crispy Rice says, uh, I swear Kane's goal was an own goal. Am I wrong? I don't know. I need to check. I haven't watched the replay back. I watched the game and switched it off because I was just like, it's a joke. It's an absolute, I've not watched the highlights back either. I just saw the image of Richarlison clearly standing in an offside position for, I think it was for Fjordberg's goal. Unbelievable, somehow, uh, indeed. Have a look at Ornstein's tweet, says Dan. Okay, looking, looking. Uh, Granit Jack and Gabriel Jesus made deputy uh, Arsenal captains. Oh, that's where that comment's just come from. Jack and Jesus given leadership roles to support newly appointed skipper. Yeah, look, he's been given a leadership role, but in my view, and from what he's spoken about, he's still the unofficial captain of Arsenal, is Granit Xhaka, without a shadow of a doubt. 
Uh, Krushatus, it says, would you agree that we should be targeting six instead of someone like Tillemans? Yes, I think I, I assume that maybe this comment came in after I said that. Yes, I do. Uh, Robert says, hey, Tom, I hope our great start doesn't put us off from at least one more top signing. Um, <laughs> after recent performances, I think we could challenge big this season. It's a big shout. Look, I don't blame you for having great expectations and ambitions for this team. You should. I don't think it will put us off or change the plan. Arsenal want to do more business. The plan is to do more business. It's about whether or not they can find the right players. Clearly, they don't, they're don't. they not 100% sure if Tielemans is the right player or not. We'll have to wait and see. But they do want to do more business, and the plan was to do more as well. Um, Paul says, morning, Tom. Have you seen Chelsea fans have started a petition because of the way the game was refereed? No, but do I blame them? No, not really. Might come across as a little bit naive and a little bit, that's a bit weird. (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) I don't blame them at all whatsoever. Um, Ben says, if you could pick an ex-Arsenal player who does Jesus remind you of, I probably agree with what Sophie said last night. Ian Wright is probably the closest, I think, that it reminds me of. Uh, Beyond that, if Alexis Sanchez was a striker, probably Alexis Sanchez, to be fair. Uh, MJ10 says, if we should only finish the transfer market with one more added, do you think a winger or a sentiment is the better option? Great question. I think a wide forward is the better option. Unless you're going to go and get me a genuinely top, top number six that can compete with Thomas Partey, I think a wide forward who can play in the middle and offer cover to Enketia and Gabriel Jesus, I think that's the more important option. Because we've got numbers in midfield. You know, in midfield, we've got Xhaka and Partey and Laconga and Elneny and Fabio Vieira and Odegaard and Smith-Rowe. You know, we've got a lot of players that can play in the middle. If we're honest, we do have a lot. So it's not as pressing when you consider that we've got Saka. And that's about it, because I don't particularly rate Pepe. Nelson's injured. And at striker, we've got Gabriel Jesus and we've got uh, Enketia. Sure, Fabio Vieira could potentially cover it in a wide area too. That's an argument. But a wide forward who can cover two positions to a high level for me, that has to be a priority, I think, as the window closes out. That said, Pino isn't a, a central player. You know, Pino would only come in and cover Saka, really. He has got versatility, but I don't think he would cover um, Nketiah or Jesus. Who knows? Maybe he could be transitioned. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, let's scroll down. Uh, that's a shame that people can't can't leave a comment without <laughs> abusing a player that's a shame um adnan says uh, hey tom what is the point of playing without ambition of winning titles if we win as an underdog that's better than liverpool's title i don't think anyone who who the hell is playing point of playing without ambition i think the ambition of arsenal is to finish as high up the league as possible you know apparently mill smith rowe said in, in an off the comment word that you know this team is going places going as a genuine like you know genuinely going places and the team believe that they're going places and going higher than just a top four qualification and that's the aim that is the end goal of this project is to get Arsenal back to the top it's not to get us back into the Champions League that's the next step but the end game has got to be you know competing for titles uh, Rail says uh, hi TC should we be concerned about Thomas Partey's numbers and form he seems preoccupied which makes sense considering situation do we not need urgent cover uh I, as i've said before i think if you had the choice for me of, of going out and signing a number six i'd go out and sign a number six uh, that's i I'd, I'd lean more towards that than a telemans because telemans doesn't cover parte you know we can't say that we have to go and sign a player like telemans to 
this window. We have to. I don't think Tillemans is a must. I think a number six is more of a must than Tillemans is. So that's that's ultimately what it is. Reese says, Tom, do you think Xhaka is the answer? Look, a player that you can get better than is not the answer for the end goal. But what I would say is that Xhaka is a very underrated asset of this team. And that's just the facts of the, the facts of the matter. He is an underrated asset of the team. And he had a man of the match performance, arguably, in yesterday's game, in Saturday's game, sorry. He was up there with Jesus. He was up there with Martinelli. He was up there with Zinchenko in terms of performances. He was brilliant. So, yeah, it's going to be very tough to find someone that's going to oust him. And I'm not sure that I'd start Tillemans over Xhaka. I really don't think if, Xhaka, if Tillemans came in tomorrow and who am I starting against Bournemouth? It's Xhaka. I'm not starting Tillemans. I'm starting Xhaka against Bournemouth without any shadow of a doubt. Uh, let's have a look at the poll uh, that I've put into the chat box. Uh, I said, what would you rate the window if it finished as is with no more changes in or out? 8% of you, I assume a rival fans, have <laughs> put less than four. Uh, 22% have said five to six. Uh, that might be Shaheen voting 22 times. Uh, <laughs> and 64% of you have put seven to eight, which is probably where I would put my vote. Uh, and 7% of you are very happy indeed and put 9 to 10. So fair play. Quite split in terms of the other three, but 64%, 7 to 8, very strong. That's where I would probably would hang my hats on that one. Uh, Amir says, do you have any right-back concerns regarding its impact on Saka? Uh, Alexander Zinchenko and Martinelli clicking very well. Does Saka need the same? You would think no, because he has Erdegaard playing with him. But I did think he was quiet. Um, would he benefit from a, a more attack-minded right-back? Maybe, but the problem is, is that that would completely unbalance how we're playing right now. That would really kind of destabilize the back four or back three. White is doing really well. I'm interested to see when Tommy Asu comes in, what differences we see between White and Tommy. So I think there is scope to see what we do there. But the problem is, is yes, Saka was quieter, but there's also an argument that actually, um, if we put a more attacking right back in with Zinchenko or Tierney, it would leave us a lot more exposed at the back. But we've got Brook Norton Cuffey coming through. He's an attack-minded right back. Maybe that's something that we need to have a you know a, a tinker with and see what he can bring to the team. Uh, same says, would Milinkovic Savage be able to cover Thomas Partey's position? No, he's he's a number eight. Uh, he's you know he's a box to box. He's an attack-minded player. You look at the number of goals and assists he gets. He's not a six. So no, Milinkovic Savage would not be the player to cover Thomas Partey. No matter how much I love that guy, he just is not the guy to replace Thomas Partey in a team when he's not there. Uh, and he says, hi, Tom, isn't it time the refs and VAR actually face the media after matches? Yes, to explain why they decided not to punish Romero, for example, at the moment. It just looks like a huge love-in with Spurs. I thought we were going to hear the process behind VAR. I thought that was something we were going to start to hear. We haven't seen or heard that happening at all. Don't know why it's not happened yet, but I thought that was something that was happening. Clearly, clearly it's not. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for tuning into today's show. I'll be live over on the Arsenal Way in just in an hour and a half's time. So do make sure you tune in. Link in the description as always. Uh, other than that, I'll be back this evening over on the Arsenal Lounge, 8 o'clock. We're joining uh, Lev and Mo to have a chat about the weekend and looking ahead to Bournemouth and a discussion about the transfer window as well. Plenty to discuss and uh, I hope you've enjoyed things do drop a like on the video or rather as Dave said smash that like button it really does help things out over here we've been getting to a thousand likes on these morning shows fairly regularly and you make that possible so thank you so much uh, yeah brilliant stuff I will see you again very very soon and as always up the Arsenal 
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.